Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the SVT Sports Podcast. I am Vince in the driver's seat today. I got my buddy Sam and Tyler with me. What's up? What's going on, brother? All right. So um, let's just uh, dive right in. And uh, there's been a whole lot of smaller stuff happening uh, through the world of sports. Uh, We're going to start off with baseball and the MLB Players Association and the owners they're having a little bit of a tiff. They're uh, not exactly seeing eye to eye, and the lockout is um, putting uh, spring training in danger, uh, at least the start of it. So, uh, I think oh, um, when we, I think when we talked about it when it first ha- happened, <clears throat> I think you and and uh, Sam were just kind of I mean, maybe there was a lot going on in the sports world, but I feel like you two were just kind of like, eh, it's going to blow over. They'll take care of it. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm wanting to plan my, my spring training trip, and I don't think it's going to happen. There might be a, a full-on lockout. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I, I think what I was th- – my, my attitude was if this gets to February and they still don't have anything worked out, then it's time to start worrying. Well, it's February, and they don't have anything worked out. So now it's time to start worrying a little bit. Um, spring training – if you're looking for a full, you know, six weeks of spring training, pitchers and catchers were supposed to report around the 15th, and that's not going to happen. Uh, position players were supposed to be there the 20th. I don't know that that's going to happen either. Um, so, you know, I mean, uh, they always say that, the, like, basically they could reduce spring training by about a third of the games and still be okay uh, to start the season, like, on time on March 31st. So... If they don't get something worked out, you know, by in the next three weeks, that's when we have to start really getting concerned with uh, if we're going to start missing regular season games and how many of those games are we going to miss and how do we either make up, make them up or rewrite the schedule or whatever. So I agree. I I agree with Vince. Um, I wasn't really worried about it until we got into February. Now, each week I'm starting to get more and more worried about it. And um, when I was just doing some research on what was going on with MLB right now, I hopped over to uh, ESPN and on the website, MLB is not even listed on the major sports. So it shows NFL, NBA, NHL, soccer, NCAA. And then you got to hit the drop down menu and then MLB is inside the other sports. So I was kind of huh. like, damn, like they, like somebody had to have changed the, like changed the website. There's buttons to push to do that. Yeah. Right. Um, like somebody had to do that. So I'm looking at it now. It's NFL, NBA, NHL, soccer, golf, NCAA. And then there's like the three dots. And then MLB is in there. It's not yeah. even sh- it's not even showing up on ESPN. Yeah, um, the owners. Uh, the, the the big thing that happened recently was the owners like wanted to get um, outside mediation done, uh, and the players didn't go for that um, in part because the uh, the owners basically rejected uh, the players' latest offer and said we'll get you a new one in a couple of days, and instead said mediator instead so uh the player's like no 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 um talk to us we're we're still here in negotiation you know uh so i mean 
basically as long as this goes on, um, unless it gets absolutely completely ridiculous on the player side, I'm on team. I'm on the player side, and I think well, that that's you know, and whatever the players really want, I'm kind of on board with because they've kind of, especially the younger players, they've been getting underpaid severely for a long, long time. You mean the Firefest A's? Yeah, not just <laughs> us, but like I mean, uh, you know. Those first contracts and going into arbitration and stuff like that, that stuff doesn't happen until like what year four or something like that, year five. So this is, you know, trying to right the the players really need to uh, right the wrongs of the last uh, CBA and uh, get this right. Get some more money from the owners earlier because the middle class of the MLB, they're they're the ones that are really getting left in the dark and they're. uh they're they're not getting the opportunities that they should be getting. Like a lot of these guys are basically forced into retirement because they're a little bit because they're more expensive to pay than rookies and you know second year players, and they're better, but they're not so much better that they're worth paying the extra money for or whatever. So it, it it's it's time that the younger players get paid more what they're worth sooner. So I. I- was trying my hardest to try to figure out who tweeted it out or who said it and I apologize. I don't have the sourcing for it, but uh, an MLB player came out and said that uh, there's no need for a mediator because the MLB or, you know, the commissioner hasn't even come out and spoke to them since their last negotiation. So they're, they don't understand why they're bringing a mediator when they haven't even spoke to them prior to their last negotiations from Max Scherzer. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't need a mediator because, you know, we have a fair offer on the table that we can, you know, we can discuss. Yeah, there was another player that come out that was saying that, you know, basically what I was saying, that there's no need for a mediator because we wasn't even talking to them since their last negotiation. So they think it's a publicity stunt, which it probably is. Oh, yeah. And I mean, this is the owners are kind of operating in the old times when news wouldn't break right away. And so they were hoping to get ahead of the story, I think, where they can say they the idea was uh, get a mediator, and when the players reject it, say, "See, they're not even trying to come to the table." But I mean, as soon as as soon as the owners didn't even bother talking to the players about it, they like the players were like, "Hey, this is happening. This is why we're not accepting the mediator." So I mean, baseball lives in in ancient times. Yeah. They, they need they need to shake up, mm-hmm. you know. More than our government needs a shake yeah, up. <laughs> the last time uh, MLB was out in front of other leagues on anything was uh, breaking the color barrier with Jackie Robinson. Like that's it. <laughs> oh man! Damn, but you that's know what? Though? Perspective. Yeah, because I mean, baseball at the time was you know ahead of the times, but you know still behind. But I mean, ahead of the all the other sports. But even now, it's you know it, it's gotten real bad. That's all. All I know is they, they hope they figure it out soon because I, I still want to do a spring training trip. Um, my mom just moved out to Arizona, be a, another reason to go out there. So uh, I was hoping to combine the two. So I hope uh, MLB gets their stuff together and we can start figuring out flights and uh, plan the trip here. Yeah, man. All right. So um, speaking of uh, Arizona in about four hours uh, west of there, uh, NHO had their all-star. Uh, yes, the the All-Star game was in Vegas. And they had their skills competition on Friday, and uh, they did some stuff out like 
um, on the fa- on the water at the uh, Bellagio, like the fountains were going off in the background. They had like, you know, sharp shooters where they were trying to like land pucks onto like little tables out in the water. And uh, it was kind of fun to see uh, some of that stuff. And then the game itself, um, the way the NHL does theirs um, for NHL games in general, you're broken up into three 20 minute periods. So what they've do- what they've done the last six years now is uh, they they take the Pacific Division and play against the Metropolitan Division in the East, and they'll do two 10-minute halves of three-on-three hockey, and uh, the winner of that will play the winner of the other two divisions, the Central and the Atlantic, and yeah, two 10-minute halves, and go from there, and then they'll crown a winner. So the winner of this year's NHL All-Star Game was the Central Division, Joe Pavelski, former Shark, was the captain. So that's yep. why I was paying attention. Um, Timo Meyer actually scored first for the Pacific, uh, in, uh, but they lost their uh, first pair. They lost their game against the Metro. So that was the only excitement. I'm glad that I'm glad that Timo got to score. Um, uh, basically, when you go to an all-star game, you the best thing that you can hope for is no injuries and yep. your person makes an impact. And so scoring a goal in, in an all-star game, that's, that's not nothing, you know, so I'll take it. Did you see that uh, they had like that trick shot uh, segment? Oh, Did yes. you see he was blindfolded, blindfolded, skated from, I'm assuming it was, it was halfway. I don't know if it was, it was, close, it was close to but, center ice. It was a little bit closer, but yeah. yeah. And and scored a goal. He blindfolded. Was we- he was wearing the average Joe's jersey from dodgeball. He went full dodgeball on him. He went blindfolded and scored the goal. It was very, very cool. And uh, we will um uh I'll find the video and retweet it out uh, so everybody can see because that thing was super super wild and fun and that's. That's the kind of stuff I like to see, like, you know, guys having fun, doing really cool things, things that, you know, us mere mortals are only only dream of being able to do. How do you even train for that? How do you know, like in your brain, how far you are from hitting? I would have totally ran into the wall. Uh, these guys are so I, good. There's no way. Uh, they know exactly <laughs> how many strides it takes to get across the ice or how far they need to go. I mean, he had to have practiced that, obviously. There's there's no way he didn't. Uh, so, <laughs> Yeah, all, all, all I know is that uh, Vegas was probably the worst place to be this weekend um, with the whole NHL uh, All-Star game. And then you've also got the NFL Pro Bowl going on there. It must have been just a logistic nightmare to like travel in Vegas if you were there for like a good time or something. There's so much going on, but probably tons of people, just tons of people out there. Your uh, your boy uh, Max Crosby did his thing for the All Star. I mean, uh, a Pro Bowl in the Pro Bowl, switching gears to the NFL. So, Sam, you want to chime in on uh, your boy Max Crosby? Good for him. <laughs> 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 cool. Like I, I, you know, I don't care about All Star games. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, we we mentioned it before, uh, last week. Um, you know, it, it, it's it, it's it's nice to you know see your guys do good and that that's all you really hope for so. i i watched a couple of like i would say seconds and when you see i mean it's we talked about this last time you know football you can't you can't really prepare an offense you can't really run a defense 
You know, you don't want to hurt anybody. You know, it, it's just not fun. It's just not, fo- it's not football. You know, they might as well just go play flag football. Just go play a badass flag football game. You know, like it's not fun. Is it flag football tournament? <laughs> I would be more into that. <laughs> you know what? You're not wrong. Um, and, and that's kind of what the, uh, like I'm more interested in the skills competitions. Cause those, those are guys having fun, doing cool stuff, playing right. dodgeball. Yeah. Like, I mean, we talked about dodgeball, but like they were actually playing dodgeball for the NFL skills competition. Uh, so that was, you know, interesting in, in a way. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, sorry. Uh, I had the Olympics on in the background and somebody just ate shit really hard on the ice and, uh, wow. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> oh, sorry. Back to football. I don't, you know, what's funny is they have to finish the routine. Yeah, it's it's That's like the best part. It's so like like you just eat shit like so hard. She went the girl went face planted in into the ice. The dude like dropped her basically, and now oh. they you know they were almost done with the routine. I so. rewinded it and watched it. It's so rough. Oh my! That's goodness. the Russians. Yeah, uh, the, the the Russian <laughs> Olympic Committee because the Russia itself. Um, was cheating so bad they got they got kicked out so individual russian athletes can still participate but they get like super rigorous drug testing and stuff um oh oh he fell oh, oh he fell <gasps> okay oh, so she didn't actually she, she patted him yeah, yeah she patted him to see if he yeah. was okay excuse me she did a scorpion yeah Oof. Brutal. Okay. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Um, Anyways, while we're talking, you know what? Um, uh, is there um, is there anything else NFL wise we want to hit on? Um, how about head coaches? You just uh, got a oh, bunch yeah. of yeah, you got yeah, a bunch yeah. of picks. That's right. Um, so uh, the uh, the 49ers offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel is now the Miami Dolphins head coach. Uh, because of that, um, he is biracial, so the Niners get um, an extra uh, compensatory pick. Uh, uh, for the upcoming draft uh, and the draft after that. So what's his ethnicity? Two, uh, extra picks. Uh, I, I I don't even know. I just all I could yeah, see, he, all I could find was biracial. Um, when they when they said that, I was like, yeah, he is? Uh, he's certainly white passing, <laughs> but um, maybe he's a quarter black or something. I don't know. I, I I I tried to find it, but then also I didn't really try that hard. I was just like, okay, cool, moving on. I know that he's maybe deserving of 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 this job and whatnot, but do you think that Miami is doing this because of the whole Flores situation and they have to kind of save face here? No I honestly way. don't think that, I, I, I don't know that this was um, influenced by that. Um, it's, it, it feels like um, it, it, if it was, they would have, um, I don't know. They probably, there was other um, candidates that they could have hired uh, like uh, B enemy uh, that would have uh, been, probably just as good of a hire but more like obvious on the nose i guess so i mean if they're trying to be all sly about it maybe but i i, I don't know that it really played a factor into this particular decision because mike Manuel, uh he he really is he's a smart guy obviously and he's uh he he, he led the league in rushing uh this past year which is something that kyle shanahan wanted obviously and he was able to 
uh, provide that. And we see in Miami, they've got a stable of mediocre running backs and they're hoping to maybe turn those mediocre guys into potential pro bowlers. So we'll see what happens. I mean, he's also on record for saying who Mike Jones, (laughs) who? (laughs) So I can't, I I can't find anything about his ethnicity, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a tweet saying that he, he identifies as biracial, um, but he, uh, he's very, very light skinned. I'll say that. Yeah. When they said I was, I kind of was like, what really? Yeah. Um, So another one too is uh, Jags get their, their head coach. They get my uh, Eagles, former head coach and Doug Peterson. Uh, Good luck. Everyone thinks that uh, he's a great pick. And honestly, he is a terrible play caller. So, um, and it showed in the last season when he didn't have his uh, offensive coordinator there that he had when they won the Super Bowl. So, Oh, they just showing the biff again. I got to show it so many times because it's the Olympics and uh, you know, it's a car crash. You can't turn away. Uh, look at the yeah. heartbreak in his eyes. Oh, you can feel it. Okay. So uh, back he doesn't to, want to go back to Russia, back to Doug Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, in my opinion, he's just not a great play caller. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel the way about a lot of coaches that are in this league that it takes, it takes a whole team to make. There's very few head coaches that I think are great play callers if that makes any sense so um good luck i i don't i don't think jacksonville really improved a whole lot but um can't do any better than uh you can't do any worse than kicking your own kicker so Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah god damn oh (laughs) fuck urban meyer like right in the ear with no lube just fuck that guy like (laughs) oh man okay so Moving on, uh, we've already talked before about uh, Matt Everflus in, in Chicago. He's the ex-Colts defensive coordinator. Nathaniel Hackett uh, to Denver. He was the ex-Packers offensive coordinator. Brian Dable uh, to the Giants. He's the ex-Bills offensive coordinator. And this is the one that actually yeah, set, that's the controversy. That's the one that set off the whole Brian Flores suing the NFL uh, thing because Bill Belichick texted Brian Flores to congratulate him on getting the job. Uh, but he actually meant to text Brian Dable uh, and Brian Flores hasn't interviewed yet for the uh, Giants job. So basically it's, it was, uh, he was going to be a token interview at this point. And, and that's, that's kind of the, the, the nexus event that starts this whole uh, process that Brian Flores is suing the league. Yeah, he's definitely got a, a cause for it, you know, and then we all know that there's definitely racism in the NFL. I mean, look at the Raiders ex-head coach, you know, I'm sure there's more than just that to go into it. And um, that's unfortunate, you know, the the they were only doing that interview just to do that to suffice the Rooney rule. And that that's super unfortunate. And I hope that, um, you know, maybe we can get more black head coaches or more uh coaches with ethnicity which i, I i'm still ch- chipping out that uh mike mike mcdaniel is, yeah, mike is, McDaniel uh, that's, is that's still tripping me out <laughs> yeah he mike mcdaniel is the fourth i believe because you have uh ron rivera in washington you have uh, mike tomlin in pittsburgh and then uh uh then you have robert sala in new york uh the jets and i think that's it that's it yeah every every other coach is a white dude so um, 
And for a league that is predominantly black, that really doesn't, that doesn't feel right at this point. Like there really should be more black head coaches. There really should. I just, I don't know. Like obviously there's, there's the Rooney rule was put in place to try to help alleviate that issue, but the issue is still persistent. So, uh, you know, there's gotta be some changes made. The NFL has said as much as well in, in the last couple of days that they're going to review and try to ex- try to make this right in some shape or form. And we'll see what happens going forward. I really don't see a way Didn't, you could change um, it though. Like how do you yeah. force an owner to say you have to hire this person over yeah. these people, you know, right. right. Like, yeah. The, how do you, I, I, yeah. How do you fix it? You know, it, it's a change of ownership, you know, it's, there has to be ownership changes, you know, and how yeah. do you force owners out? You know, um, I don't know. It's, you know, there, there's some progress made, but it's not enough. You know, um, the Raiders just hired a, you know, uh, they interviewed, uh, um, they just hired a assistant general manager, uh, who's black. Their defensive coordinator is black. Um, you know, but that assistant it, it, general manager is a cool story though, because that position yeah, didn't exist and they loved let's him so much. Dive in, uh, real quick onto champ, ba- champ Kelly, excuse me. I almost said champ Bailey. That's, that's not him. I knew, I almost said that <laughs> yeah, too. And I, I needed to <laughs> check, her, check her notes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, champ Kelly, you want to dive in Ty? I, no, I just, I, when I heard the story, I just, that was a really great story. The fact that, um, he did such a good job of that interview process that it was probably is to my, you know, outside knowledge looking into it, that it was definitely a one a and a one B situation with, you know, uh, champ Kelly and, and also, um, uh, Josh McDaniel. So, um, that's cool that, that, that position of assistant general manager never existed in the Raiders organization and they decided to make it for him. So, um, I, one thing I can say is that even though his dad is no longer here, but the fact that the Raiders are, I think are a testament to the NFL as always pushing the envelope because they just want to win. Right. So they want the best of the best. They don't see color. They don't, they don't care what your ethnicity, what your sexual background, they don't care. They just want the best people. And they do that. I mean, you know, they've hired, you know, Mexican coaches, they've hired black coaches, they've done whatever they can to, to make the suffice of getting the best people in there. And I think the Raiders are a great testament to that. And I love, I like that ownership for that. It's what makes the John Gruden situation that much more difficult is because when John Gruden came around the first time, you know, Amy Trask was here. Um, Art Shell was already a head coach in the late eighties and early nineties. Tom Flores, all of those things, uh, you know, um, any violent crimes, you know, towards women, Al Davis did not keep players with violent crimes on the roster. They were gone. And Mark Davis has kept that true uh, as well. So when these violent crimes of players and coaches and things like that happen, um, they're not going to be on the roster. And it, I find it kind of interesting that the Raiders have this image of being, you know, mean and, you know, uh, the fans are mean, you know, but then it's the organization right. that has like maybe the most progressive hires throughout history. Um, 
and, you know, bringing it up to, you know, um, Champ Kelly and like how this process came about was they interviewed him, you know, they, they really liked him, but it wasn't like Mark Davis was calling all these people. He hired a committee of football guys and they, they're the ones that kind of round up a bunch of candidates and Champ Kelly did so well on his interview and it, it hasn't come out publicly. Um, but I think what happened is when they interviewed Dave Ziegler, I think Dave Ziegler was like, well, if you hire me, I'm, I know I can bring Josh McDaniels. And I, I think that's probably the tipping point um, was maybe they graded out pretty equally as GMs, but who could you bring in as a coach and things of that nature. So I, I think the tandem of McDaniels and uh, Ziegler is probably what won out. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Champ Kelly's a GM next year or in the next two to three years. And the same thing for their defensive coordinator. They hired a defensive coordinator from the Giants who, you know, I don't watch a lot of New York Giant football, but, you know, when I started looking into his career, um, you start looking at their red zone defense and schemes. They were a pretty good defense for a pretty lousy team as a whole. Uh, their defense was pretty much the only bright spot um, that they had. And I was kind of going through some New York Giant um, uh, threads and a lot of Giants fans are sad to see uh, uh, Patrick Graham is the uh, the new defensive coordinator. A lot of a lot of a uh, lot of fans are upset to see him go because, like I said, he was the one bright spot, and he's actually a guy that's also considered to be a future head coaching candidate. So he might actually only be here one or two seasons because if there is any change, these you know uh, these two hires might be moving on and getting their opportunity to lead organizations, which. I, you know, you want them when they come to your team, you want them to be really successful because you want to be a successful franchise. But ultimately, you also want guys from your franchise to be leaders elsewhere. You know, you want to be successful. You want to see those coaching trees and those general manager trees. You like seeing those things around throughout the league. So a little bit of good news, but it's not enough. I just want to clean up something. I, I compared uh, uh, him to uh, Josh McDaniels. I meant to say. Ziegler, not Josh McDaniels. It was a slip there of people personnel. That's fine. I think we got it. Right. <laughs> I think we got where you were trying to go. <laughs> okay. Um, one last thing uh, NFL related. I want to talk uh, talk on. It's the the Super Bowl is coming up next week, and we're not going to record um, before the Super Bowl. So I just so. And we had talked briefly last week about picks and stuff. So, Sam, you had the Rams. Tyler, you had the Bengals. Are you guys going to stick with those picks? Yeah, I'm picking the Rams. Bengals, uh, 2022. Okay. Um, and the only way... Because I, I can't pick a winner anymore. Catch Tyler. Yeah, the, the only way I can possibly catch Tyler, because he's built up enough of a lead on me, is if I pick the Rams and they win. So the question becomes for me, Vince, are you going to sell your soul to pick your rival and possibly win this matchup? And I, I, I've thought about it a lot. I'm kind of riffing a little bit right now because I don't know if I'm going to actually do it or not. Um, um, I'm doing it. I'm, well, I'm, well, I'm, hold I'm hold actually, hold oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tyler. What are you going to say? Why don't we put something on the table for it? How about um... – to convince you to go with the Rams, even though you were going to do it anyways, but why don't we put some on the table? Let's say, um, 
Mm, okay, let's do let's do another round of movie tickets. But but me and you. No, you know what? Actually, I was I was literally about to congratulate you on winning our pool because I'm picking the Bengals. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I can't do it. I cannot, and I will not do it. Um, I'm cheering. Uh, and I don't even give a shit if it, it like, like, <laughs> like if, if it's seen as like, you know, homerism, haterism, whatever the hell you want to say. Um, fuck the Rams now and forever and go Bengals this week, uh, for the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, do it for Harambe, you know? Hey man, it's a uh, Chinese New Year's year of the tiger. I'm going with the Bengals. It's really worked out, um, very kismetly for that. So it's been it's it's almost too well. It's been very serendipitous. Yeah. Um, what other fancy ass words could I say about it to like you know? Um, so yeah, I, I'm officially on the Bengals. Uh, I'm joining Team Tyler. Uh, he is winning this uh, pool no matter what happens because Sam is so far back. He can't catch. Uh, he can't catch us, and he wants the Bengals to win anyway. So um, we're a podcast that is cheering for the Bengals officially this super does that, sunday does that make me two for two uh yeah um uh different you know things but yeah you're you're two for two in you know these kind Our, of things uh between the three of us for sure love it love it i'm cool with that all right so now that uh i've got a whole week to work out my feelings about losing so this is great and then uh, hopefully you know the bengal's winning will make me feel real good about it so there we go. Um, you know, Before I'm, we uh, jump out of NFL here, I, I'd like to just touch on one thing here. Ooh, yeah, go ahead. The I'm still going to call them the Washington football team. <laughs> yeah, um, they chose the Washington Commanders as their official <laughs> replacement name. Uh, the news broke a little bit earlier than they planned on it because they already had the decorations up in the windows and a helicopter was able to zoom in and see see that it said commanders on it uh like hang a curtain you dumbasses for starters if you want to keep your thing a secret to the last possible second um secondly commanders sounds an awful lot like commandos which is name of some like you know defunct football league team in the 80s that actually existed the washington commandos so they weren't really all that creative there um and I think we all need to call all of their fans the commies because that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> what's their um, what's their mascot gonna uh, be? Please tell me it's like Rambo. I'm all for it if it's Rambo. I I, I don't I haven't seen anything on that yet. Um, they have like if he comes out in like a like a foxhole on the in the on the sidelines yeah. in like full Rambo yeah, gear and, with like a machine and, gun. And, and I mean, he's talking like he has CTE, like uh, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> well, I guess I guess he can't have a gun because because guns are illegal in Washington, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah, know, I mean he'll, he'll be quotations. It'll be a, a foam Bowie knife. That's what he'll have. <laughs> You don't want to storm the football field. I have the bandana. I got the bandana on, guys. It's going to be good. I got to do it. I know is that if anything change, you can change. Everybody can change. Okay. What's the halftime show for the first game? Is it going to be a boxing match? Him and Apollo Creed? I'm in. Oh, man. But like Apollo Creed now. 
versus some actor Rambo that they have as their mascot. <laughs> it's it's going to be some like 19 year old ki- skinny kid, like in a giant, uh, like president's head costume, but it's like Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I just, like, uh, are they going to have all the, co- all the co- uh, commanders? I almost call them commandos running around the uh, edge of the field. Like, like, um, like the president's race. I don't know, man. <laughs> One of them's like, has like a little jet, like, like it's, it, it's like a, you know, jet shape with a hole in the middle and they're just kind of running around like that. I don't know. Maybe there's a submarine. Um, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm liking that. Maybe, maybe they will uh, maybe watch a couple of commander games. If that's, if that's the halftime show. Dude, I'm going to keep calling them the commandos. I know it. I'm not even going to do it on purpose. It'll be just accidental. I'm going to keep slipping on commandos. Do their fans not show in underwear? Like, that's, <laughs> that, that, these are the questions that I need answered um, because this is a dumbass name. Um, they, and, and to be fair, you spent two years trying to plan this name um, and you're only changing it because you were losing so much money from sponsorships. Everybody was like, dude, uh, you can't like the old name was so egregious it had to go there was you know and it was it was no longer financially financially feasible for dan snyder um who's just a gentleman and a scholar by the way Uh, (laughs) good god that guy sucks um so i mean and you come up with commanders which is you know wasn't on anybody's top five lists except for dan snyder's for whatever reason and I, I just, I, I don't get it, man. Uh, there was so many cooler names. They could have been the Red Wolves. Anything that started with an R, so that way you could keep your little hashtag, um, HTTR, hail to the Red Wolves or whatever. Like, I mean, th- there was an opportunity to, you know, uh, come up with something really cool and original, and you came up with Commanders. Wasn't there something like they had a, bunch of names that they were thinking about on a whiteboard and the picture leaked out and this dude like bought a bunch of uh uh urls with those names on the board yeah 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 yeah, um but that dude was already sitting on a bunch of them and that that whiteboard leaked out he just bought a few more that's all he really did um (laughs) like good god just the incompetence (laughs) put the goddamn curtain up you dumbasses oh my god uh, I mean, it, this is honestly, this is truly exactly what I expected from Dan Snyder. I, I, I didn't have the name correct, obviously, but it, it, I mean, it's, it's like when you predict a team to go 12 and four and they go 11 and five, you're, you're basically there. You weren't a hundred percent right, but you know, you were there. So <laughs> good God, the Fuck uh, Dan Snyder, okay. The Washington football name, like the Washington football team like was funny because they got stripped of their names. Like, it's like, we don't have a name and a season starts tomorrow. And then over, (laughs) over the course of a couple seasons, like the Washington football team actually kind of grew on me. It really did. (laughs) I I mean, I kind of like saying the Cowboys are playing the football team. I kind of liked it. You know, it was, it was a joke, but I got used to it and I, you know, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I, I just it. thought like, you know, damn man, like, you know, Hey, we don't need a logo. We're just here to whoop some ass and play football. Slap <laughs> a W on the side of our helmets and let's go. Yeah. yeah no. I thought it was kind of cool actually. And, uh, the commanders, um, it just like comes across really lame. <laughs> it's just kind of lame. Um, 
I was thinking like Cobra Commanders, like GI Joe. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of the the big heads that are gonna be running on the field. Yeah, it's that's right. Like, oh my god! Like you know, I I don't know. It's just like you said, Vince. There's like the red tails, red red wolves. Um, they had all kinds of names, and I think anything but the Commanders would have been better. At yeah. least they get their yeah, color they, scheme. They, they, they literally did. went to the member banks of the eighties. <laughs> Even the colors. I mean, they're, the uniforms leaked. They look yeah. like a mix between you know uh, the 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 Pittsburgh Steelers yellow with um, I don't know who's like Atlanta's colors. It looks like they took those two uniforms, morphed them together, and like that's our uniform. Yeah. They, um, the the black uniform is especially heinous. Um, they they have like that thing throw it straight into the trash and try again guys. Cause that one, that one ain't it. Uh, the red ones and the, and the white ones, they, you know, whatever. Um, I've seen worse, uh, but I've also seen a lot better uniforms, uh, but with NFL, it's kind of hard to have really cool uniforms anyway. Cause you know, the, there's, there's not much, much room for interpretation because the numbers, the Jersey numbers take up the bulk of it. So um, you just kind of got to get the color scheme, right. And, make sure that the font on the numbers looks good and swing and a miss. I was reading something about that, about the, uh, the name change. And uh, one of the uh, attorneys who was representing some of like the, the native American tribes was saying like, you know, this is great progress, but now like they're going to start steering their, their eyes towards the Kansas city chiefs. So that's probably going to be yeah. the next one you're going to start hearing about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it it get rid of all of it. Like, really, I'm I'm done. I'm done having this argument. The Cleveland Guardians, they uh, they got rid of their name after so long. Um, I get the Chiefs being the next one. Uh, let's see who 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 else would be um, next to go. Probably the Atlanta Braves. Um, they would need to. Uh, I I don't know how you get rid of any like imagery from the Atlanta Braves, for example, without changing the name. Mm-hmm. Um, the Warriors found a way to do it though. Our beloved golden state warriors. Yeah, they, they, don't, got rid of, they don't touch they, anything yeah. that goes back to that. They don't touch the, yeah, exactly. the iconography. That thing's yeah. It, they had it and it's been gone for a long, long time now. And like even throwbacks. Uh, stuff, that you're was not gone. Find it I mean, that was gone a long, a long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. You know, they yeah. distanced I mean, themselves years from that. Years. Yeah. So uh, credit to the warriors for, figuring it out before anybody else you know and they found a way to keep the name the 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 mascot like you know they created thunder um back in the 90s to help with uh the rebrand of that and i mean the indian icon iconography was gone before then as well but i think warrior warrior warriors you know is kind of a generic enough term that it's you know you can kind of get away from it braves I, I yeah. guess you could Chiefs. keep you could keep the name, but then what's your icon? Like, what is your logos like? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, they got to pay some uh, fancy tech firms to come up with uh, new marketing on that because because I don't got it on uh, off the top of my head at all. And I, I do and Chiefs, know, is, Chiefs is more egregious. I do know that um, the Florida State Seminoles they have a like an agreement yeah. with the Seminole tribe uh, that they can continue going forward. So 
the I'm sure they're paying a lot of money, and that's probably what it comes down to. Probably, you know, it's um, that's not. I don't think they're gonna have to change their name anytime soon. Yeah, you know what's interesting is is the Braves. I'm wondering what are the fans gonna chant now? That's been such like an iconic oh, that thing chant. for them to yeah. do. I mean, with the, the tomahawk, they'll, they'll they'll still do it. I'm sure for at least the first couple of years, but. Uh, there won't be no, there won't be any musical cues for it uh, going forward. So, you know, w- whenever they decide to stop doing that, there, I mean, once the music stops, the fans will have to do it organically. And then after that, you know, after a year or two, I don't see that sticking around much longer after that because the they'll, you know, the fans will start to forget it. They'll, they'll get distracted by um, all the new shiny stuff at the stadiums. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Well, speaking of Warriors, um, we don't have any games for like three days. I think tomorrow they're finally back in action, but um, it's been weird not having any basketball for like yeah, three days. Too, and it, and, and it not being an all star break. This is the longest winning streak they're on this year. Seven? Is it on seven? They're seven on or eight. Eight? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, two, I had put in a, two or three seven game win streaks and now or two seven game win streaks and now this. I had put in our notes that the uh, the Warriors had beat the Spurs, which that was a phenomenal game. Um, I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch it, but basically they had you know rookies a, a band aid and a paperclip playing for the Warriors, and uh, they beat the Spurs. Yeah. There was no Curry, there was no Clay, there was no Andre, there was no Bielitsa, there was no Otto Porter. Obviously, there's no Wiseman. Then somebody the else wasn't is, playing though, too. But they had like eight guys out. Tyler, that paperclip really held the game plan together, and I think that was the key <laughs> to, to the victory. I think you're right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the pack of ramen noodles came off the bench and just provided really important depth uh, scoring and fill and filled tummies to energize the boys to a win. Well, what I think is great about that game is that you know there's something to be said in any sport that when you play with the ones or the twos or what have you. There's a rotational of knowing each other, where you're going to be, chemistry that involved, and you know how to run plays because you know what guys are going to do, right? So the fact that they were able to pull that game out with guys that have literally never played with each other outside of garbage time, that's that's impressive. That that just is a good testament of the coaching staff and you know the buyers being able to find guys that can kind of work together in any situation. So that was a great game. And then we shoot over to Thursday and they play it against the Kings. And I told Vincent and Sam here that, you know, there's been great games. There's been clunkers there's been tight games, but this was by far my most favorite game. And it involved clay getting six threes in the first half and then Kaminga doing out of worldly dunks. And he's done it. What back-to-back game downs where I think in San Antonio, we had the, the uh, windmill dunk this game. He had a reverse back scratching dunk. I don't know why this kid's not in the dunk contest, and I don't know why he didn't JTA want to be. is in the dunk yeah, contest. Yeah, I was about to say he. I, I think I heard him say at some point like um, he doesn't have as much spring in his step um, if it's not a game situation. So there's no tricks. Um, yeah, I heard him. On, exactly. I heard him in an interview saying he's like, I, I don't really have any trick dunks. I just kind of react and dunk. And they were like, what about that reverse dunk you had? He's like, yeah, but that's easy. <laughs> God damn it. To be 19 and naive like that, man. Yeah, he was like, that's I easy. Mean, the kid threw a windmill dunk. I mean, 
that that's insane. That's not something you do. And there's a few people in the league who do that. You know, Zach Levine being one of them. There's not many people who do that, or at least bold enough to do that, and not getting benched if they missed it. It's just going to be yeah. really interesting once they incorporate uh, Draymond Green back, and you know, it's just damn man. It's you got to start your bench as a starting lineup. Yeah, like your bench is probably like a slightly below five hundred team you're probably you know, like you're, yeah they're, they'd be pushing for uh, a spot in the playoff in the right? game. like you're the kings yeah. <laughs> like you're in that 9 10 11 spot you know? it's like damn man so like when, when they bring the whole band back together and everybody's healthy and i'm not even counting wiseman in that because we he's the unknown no. if he plays i think that's just added added ice cream that's icing on the cake that's you know that's just extra today was his first practice since november but it was still a non-contact practice but he was on the court practicing with the team and you know doing drills and whatnot so that's i don't know if that's if there's anything to go off of, but that's just the most recent news about James Wiseman. I fully, do, I mean, here's the thing. Even if you get him, you know, he hasn't played in what almost seems like, you know, a year and a half now. He's not going to be ready. He's There's so much that he has to learn that even come playoff times, I don't even know outside of just being a guy that maybe commits a couple fouls here or there. He's not going to be any use to you, you know, just a big man. That's it. He won't be able to really... I don't think he'll be developably ready yet to be able to be with the team and hang out with them and, and hold his own this season, next season, for sure. If he stays healthy. Yeah. You, you, the question, isn't it? You really don't know what you're going to get. I mean, unfortunately, James Wiseman's career is a box of chocolates right now, right? Like you just, we don't know. And I think we all want him to be successful, whether he's on our team or different team, or you just, you want to see the talent play out. You want to see it, you know, reach its full potential. So hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Well, I don't have much on that. Like I said, I don't understand why JTA's in the dunk. I'm happy for him. I hope he does the uh, East Bay dunk. You know, it'd be kind of saddening if he didn't, but. Um, oh, he has to. He has to, right? Yeah, yeah there's no way he does. Even if it's. Yeah. yeah. Even if he does like a variant off of it, it still has, he has to put that dunk yeah. in there. It's probably not going to score him more than like 70 points if he lands it, but who cares? Does he come out? Oh, I have a question. Does he come out in the jersey? Like, does he go full on like, you know, like, does he, do you think he's going to put on his jersey in order to do that? Um, I don't know. It'd be fun. And I'm, I'm sure. Or I'm sure it's rolling around in the back of his brain thinking about it, you know. Um, he's he's going to have to throw down probably at, at least four dunks, right? Um, like, uh, whether he advances or not, like, he's going to – he's probably – he's going to get a couple of dunks to, to throw down, right? So we'll see what happens, and it'd be nice to see him in the jersey, you know. be kind of fun. Uh, I'd like them to bring back those – those we believe jerseys, man. I know that we have like a variant of it, you know, but no, I want I want those jerseys. Bring those back for one game. I'd be down for that. 
All right, fellas, do you guys have anything else for the night you want to touch on other than obviously the Olympics of people eating yeah. shit on ice? Um, just real quick for um, U- uh, U.S. men's soccer uh, qualifying for the World Cup. They're sitting in second and tied for second place with Mexico. Uh, Canada is in the driver's seat. Uh, everybody's played 11 games. There's three games to go. So we expect Canada, USA, and Mexico to all qualify for the World Cup. Uh, Panama and Costa Rica are uh, four and five points back, respectively. So they'll be they'll be fighting it out for the the final spot in, uh, and they'll get to go play in the uh, play in tournament. I to really qualify. think Honduras so, is going to get on a roll here. Um, <laughs> they only have three total points. Um, they can max out at twelve, which would not qualify them. Um, so yeah, Honduras <laughs> is um, they're done. You're a hater, um, uh, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it is. It's not me doing simple math. It's it's I'm a hater. That's what it is. You're hating. Is Jamaica eliminated in this um, scenario seven as well? Plus nine, 16. They can yeah, they're eliminated. Uh Jamaica's done as well. El Salvador is technically not el- mathematically eliminated, but um they're done. Uh they are they're far enough back with only three games to go. Um standings don't change very abruptly in soccer it takes it it takes weeks and like you know 10 games to really see full shakeups in in standings in almost every table unless you know in, unless somebody goes on crazy hot uh, runs like that that's that's the only thing that really changes and i just it, it there, there's only three games left there's there's not enough time to really make up that gap well so. since jamaica's been eliminated i guess i'll move on and watch the jamaican bobsled team ah yes uh olympics uh uh, as of our recording right now usa has two medals they're both silver and uh in moguls and um snowboarding um uh so i mean there's you know they they give out hundreds of these medals and the usa russia especially in the winter time norway those are your countries that end up near the top of the table uh, in terms of uh, medal count. So, and we're only, this is the third day officially of the Olympics. So there's still plenty of time for plenty more medals to be scored. So we'll see how that shakes out. Like, like, like I've mentioned, we have, uh, I have ice skating on in the background. People are eating shit and they have to keep going on. Um, what Olympic sports do you guys like to watch? Uh, especially winter time. Hold on real quick. It's not called Bob's sled. It's called Bob's sleigh. Yeah, it's a sleigh. It's a Bob's sleigh. Yeah. Through my whole life, I've been calling it Bob's sled. Well, That's I mean, 30 it, plus years. It, it's it's kind of <laughs> interchangeable, but like the official, like, um, you know, like pinky out official term is Bob's sleigh. I feel like my whole life was Tyler alive. was today years old when he found out. <laughs> yeah. Man. I was trying to look up the Jamaican bobsled bobsleigh. God, I, I can't I can't say it. No, I I'm mean, trying to look bo- up their bobsled schedule. Bobsled is is an acceptable term. Uh, but like it's it, it, it's like it, it's the fancy term versus the uh, common term. You know? What's the one where they go down head first? Is it skeleton? Uh, that skeleton is head first. When they go feet that's, first, that's luge. That's insane. We were, we were watching a YouTube video. Somebody said it as well, too. But it was like, I, those people who do that sport or the long jumping with the skis, those oh, people would just, they have massive, massive cojones, man. Massive. Yeah. 
Oh, the 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 ski jumping was on earlier today too. I I was I, I get really into that kind of stuff. It's kind of fun to watch. And I did I did catch the the biathlon yesterday oh, yeah. morning, yeah. and that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. That was a pretty cool. Uh, that's one of my cool favorite watch. ones. I like that one. But the skeleton one, if you ever get a chance to watch, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Those those people are like, uh, nah, fuck going down with our feet first. I'm going head first. Dude, skeleton <laughs> is so dangerous that like it only came back like maybe like three or four games uh, ago. Um, like it was gone for like 70 years because it was too dangerous. Like, yeah. Don't, uh, don't worry. If, if I crash, my they, head will stop it against the I, wall. I guess helmet technology has gotten good enough in the, you know, in the last 70 years that they were able to bring it back. Um, uh, cause, cause it was something that was still happening, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't in the Olympics because it was too dangerous. And, but you know, now it's back and now you can see just the giant brass balls on some of these people that go with face first down, you know, down and I, you know, shoot for, so, you know, reaching speeds of 80 miles an hour. Like it is wild. I love it. So I have, uh, I, I don't really have the best news in the world that I was showing my fiance earlier, the, uh, the mogul. And I was like watching these dudes with the bunny hops and like going through and doing the, the, the ski jumps onto mm-hmm. it. I was like, dude, my knees hurt so bad just watching them. It's just so painful. Yeah, yeah. yeah moguls, <laughs> that's that's wild because you I mean you got the you're basically bunny hopping the whole way down, and then yet you, you hit like some crazy jump with like three or four spins in it, and you do a flip, and yeah, and then you gotta do more bunny hops and then do another jump, and then you a few more bunny hops down to the finish. And those guys are wild and just how crazy cool some of those tricks are just in the heat of the moment, it's, it, it's insane. Yeah. And that when you're graded by your form, which is like how tight you keep your knees together as you're hitting all the bunny hops, and then you're graded by your trick ability. And then you're also graded by how fast you get down the hill at the same time. So yeah, now I'm good. That's too much for me to worry about, let alone <laughs> my messed up knees. Yeah. I can't even ski period. <laughs> like I can't imagine the, uh, you know, just the toll, like the, the, the lack of cartilage in their knees. Like it is, it, it's something else, man. It is something else. Um, I also really like watching curling because I am, uh, th- that's, that, that's something that I just like in like 2002, I think like when the, the Olympics were in Salt Lake, for whatever reason, I was like 16 years old and I just like latched onto that under curling. And 20 years later, I'm still like all about it. It's the you know, every ice, four years, the ice uh, cornhole. <laughs> it pretty much is. Yeah. I was telling, I was telling my fiance, I was like, Hey, look, it's mixed doubles. You and I can do this. And, you know, we can make this, we could totally, this is a sport we could do and be an Olympian. Right. Yeah. And then like three days of it being on TV, it's like mixed doubles, curling, curling this, you know, singles, curling, curling. And I was like, dude, why is there so much curling? <laughs> my fiance is like because you have to practice you need to watch you need to watch all the curling if you want to be an olympian with me we need to watch all of this i'm like oh my god i'm out i don't want to watch any more curling you also probably have to move to minnesota because that's where they do most of the curling training for the u.s olympic team you know what we're we're gonna start a chapter over here (laughs) (laughs) just like take over sharks ice um and just like in oakland and just kind of chill out there yeah just start chucking stones down the rink. Yeah. You, you know what? I'm going to start a chapter in Arizona since, since the coyotes aren't using their, their rank. <laughs> Get bodied. <laughs> Probably pay your bills on time. Probably. I just need a, a third of your ice, sir. I don't need the whole thing. <laughs> I just need to curl this right quick. 
give me like a hour of lights and then we're good to go. Okay. <laughs> Anything else uh, you guys got? I think that's, that's it for me. Uh, how about you guys? I'm good. All right. Quite so, all right. Uh, all right. So um, just make sure you check us out uh, on our social media, SVT sports pod. That's on Instagram and Twitter. I've already tweeted out the photo, uh, uh, the video of the super cool trick shot in hockey for the all-star game. Uh, you guys go check it out uh, and feel free to email us as, email us as well. Uh, SVT sports pod at gmail.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. Uh, and next week, we're going to be talking uh, after the Super Bowl. So we'll have instant reactions to that. You'll, you know, the, the, the joy of victory and the agony of defeat and all of that fun stuff, all the cliches and all the amazing highlights and uh, talk I'll commercials, be, uh, maybe. Yeah. I'll be beat reporting for our Twitter page down there at Disneyland. So uh, keep, uh, keep an eye out for that as well. Excellent. Cool. Love to hear it. Later, all guys. Right. All right. Talk to you guys later. Have a good one. Later.